breakfast peaks between 9 to 10 a.m. So sometimes, you know, you, you might want to do some uh, breakfast menus, but, you know, if you're not there before 9 a.m., you will miss the peak hour for breakfast. You're listening to Foodie Canteen. I'm your host, Castle Lim. In this podcast, I sit down with Southeast Asia's leaders, entrepreneurs, and content creators in the F&B space. This is where you'll learn about their trade secrets, or maybe you'll just find them as your next-door neighbor. This show is supported by Good Foodie Media. For foodies who want to connect to the world through food, they curate the best spots to eat and drink in Malaysia, Bangkok, and Singapore. Check them out on Instagram for more. As a child, my guest today dreamed of being a footballer. Today, he's playing on a different greenfield as the Director of Commercial and Partnership at Grab Malaysia. At the core of his corporate personality are his humour, wit and fascination for change. In this episode, we get a ride around what it's like to work at one of Southeast Asia's most successful tech companies, what the future of F&B might look like, and some tips for how restaurants can better curate their menus for 2022. You know, as a, as a child growing up in Kedah, um, originally I think like many kids wanted to maybe be a footballer, uh, you know, but quickly realized probably didn't have the talent for it. Um, but in school, kind of really grew to like physics, enjoy physics and math. And so kind of thought I would grow up to design and help design and build, you know, buildings like mega structures, bridges, dams. Uh, that was kind of what I was very interested in, in, in kind of school. Can you briefly tell us uh, how you came to be the director of commercial and partnership at Grab Malaysia? Like, what did you study in school, at university, and what were you working as before this? Sure. Um, so, I was fortunate to, you know, pursue a um, master's in engineering um, at the University of Oxford, and you know, post that, joined strategy consulting. Um, and, you know, really learned a lot in that process, particularly around kind of, you know, real business problems. And also, I think at that time, there was a lot of new technology that was emerging, um, you know, and, and Grab really appealed to me because, you know, I had a lot of personal experiences living in KL at the time uh, that had related to difficulties with transportation getting around. Um, you know, for example, I used to, I used to take this regular taxi route from, from uh, an LRT station to work. Mm-hmm. And I recall, uh, you know, some, some very interesting conversations I used to have with taxi drivers. One of them was around the point that, um, you know, every day, I, you know, I see this guy quite regularly and every time I see him, he wants to charge me a different fare. Wow. <laughs> um, and I was like, you know, one day I asked him, hey, uh, what's the price today? And it was like mm-hmm. double the regular. So I asked him, um, why, why is today, you know, more expensive? And he's like, today's a special day. Wow, I was like, okay. oh, wow, what, what's special about today? It's like, today, I can tell there's going to be a special gem. So okay. I'm going to charge you double. <laughs> uh, and so, you know what, I, I, was, I was in a hurry, so I, I went along, and along the way, there was no special gem. But I still ended up paying him double the fare. Um, and so, you know, when I was looking out for something uh, in the intersection of consumer and technology, uh, you know, Grab at that time really kind of struck a chord for me, and I felt like there was a real uh, struggle for, for kind of, Malaysians getting around and so so I, I went to grab uh, after strategy consulting mm-hmm. and I've been there now almost five years um, you know started in partnerships uh, and then moved on to grab food and now kind of overseeing kind of uh, commercials and partnerships in general 
So what's your day-to-day like task? Can you describe a day at work for us? Yeah, so uh, a day at work for me is probably quite, uh, I think, fast-paced and a lot of um, a lot of things happen because, you know, at Grab, we are constantly innovating, right? We have new features rolling out constantly, uh, you know, looking out for, for ways to improve our services, give more value to consumer, empowering more merchants, micro-entrepreneurs. Um, so in general, I think it's, it's very uh, fast-paced, a lot of moving parts um, and a lot of kind of different stakeholders to balance uh, for, for our businesses to work well. And how's uh, has the journey been for you so far? Any challenges you face that you like to share with the listeners? Yeah, well, I think uh, you know, in terms of challenges, you know, the, the biggest one is obviously, um, I think, the initial lockdowns from the COVID pandemic. Right, mm-hmm. I think everyone's uh, lives got affected, and I think at Grab, uh, you know, it it was a very shocking kind of uh, moment for us as well because. Uh, you know, we had ton, you know, like tens of thousands of grab car drivers who relied on us for, you know, for for incomes, and, and overnight that disappeared, right? Um, so, you know, I remember, I recall the first couple of days we were just frantically trying to figure out what to do with food delivery, what to do with transport, what to do for our bikers, how do we get sanitizers, how do we get face masks for them, and then uh, you know, people were sleeping in the office just to get the systems upgraded to allow grab cars to deliver food as well. Um, so, you know, very, uh, those kind of memories, uh, you know, will, will stick in our, I think our, our minds for a while. What are some of the inspiration behind your ideas? For example, we talk about the Minggu Peniaga Kecil campaign. Can you kind of briefly tell us how did this idea come about and how do you guys execute ideas and campaigns like this? Yeah, it's a, that's a good question, right, Casey? Um, I think we, through the pandemic, we kind of very quickly realized that um, there were a lot of small new businesses who, who came online, but were really struggling to gain traction, right? Um, these are you know, your very traditional kind of MSMEs who, you know, came online with us, but, you know, the, the menu was very basic. Uh, there were no photos. There was, there was very little, um, you know, unfortunately, like people didn't know to discover them, right? Uh, and, and so kind of Banyera Kajil kind of was born from that because when we realized that was a problem, uh, we figured, you know, let's do a campaign around this and really only uh, include the really small merchants in this campaign, right? Uh, and so that's what we did. We took, uh, you know, up to, I think, 1.30,000 MSMEs, uh, put them into the Banyaga Kajil campaign, gave them a lot of support in terms of, not only in terms of uh, promotion and marketing, uh, but also in terms of en- enablement, right? So we really strongly in the process of the whole Banyaga Kajil campaign encouraged merchants to add photos to their menu, add descriptions, because we know all these things help with conversion, right? And our promotion and marketing, you know, got them, uh, you know, 50% of the users who ordered from Banyaga Kajil were actually new to these merchants. So we, just, we realized that uh, it was pretty effective in terms of helping consumers discover, you know, this, this new um, pool of merchants and also for these merchants to acquire customers that they didn't previously have. Uh, and so that's been a recurring campaign that we've run uh, monthly uh, since, since a couple of quarters ago. And I think we'll, we'll continue to do it because I think uh, you know, we'll continue to see how it, it really helps the ecosystem. 
Let's talk a little bit about the food trend report. Um, for the benefit of our listeners who might be FMB business owners or just friends who love food, can you tell us about the food trend um, 2020-2021 report? Like what were some of the interesting findings? Sure. So we're very excited um, to share, you know, the, the first version of our food trend report, right? This, this food trend report was conducted uh Studies were conducted throughout the years of 2020 up to middle of 2021. Yeah. Um, and I think a couple of very interesting insights came up and, and trends that I think uh, you know, merchants can benefit from. Um, you know, for example, one is that we realized that seven in 10 Malaysians will tell you that they want to eat healthy, right? Um, and, and 60% of them were ordering for families. And so I think, you know, these two points, for example, uh, are opportunities, right? Because you know, if, if consumers, if seven in 10 Malaysians are telling you they want to eat healthier, you know, as, as, a, as a merchant on a platform, are you, do you have sufficient healthy options? Do you have the option to swap out ingredients or something healthier, for example? Um, so I think that's, you know, one, one point. Then the other point around family meals, right? Do you have family bundle sets that, you know, have options for parents as well as the kids? Do you have kids meals, for example? Uh, all these are kind of, um, you know, data points that we want to put out there uh, for merchants to think about and use, you know, the platforms and the technology we provided in terms of the ability to, you know, instantly update your menu within the merchant app, for example, to, to kind of jump onto some of these trends and improve, uh, you know, conversion and sales on our platform. So, yeah, I think we're very excited about, um, you know, the, the marriage of kind of these insights with our platform. Um, and see how we can benefit more, more merchants along the way. And how was this research conducted? Yeah, so I think across the region, you know, we, we had surveyed more than 10,000 consumers. Um, you know, we had focus groups. We had, uh, you know, experts who, who weighed in. We, you know, leveraged a lot of data as well uh, on our platform. And so, so it was a pretty extensive uh, effort. Uh, and we hope that the, the results will, will be helpful. And what is an interesting consumer trend you notice from the report that you find interesting personally? Um, it's, for me, it has to, you know, I, I'm also trying to, you know, eat healthier. So, so the fact that that many kind of Malaysians kind of are in the same boat as me, uh, I thought was pretty, pretty interesting. Um, so yeah, I, you know, I'm, for example, myself, am also trying to look for uh, you know, more kind of healthy options. And I do swap out some ingredients in, in some menu items when they're available sometimes. So yeah, that, that was quite interesting for me personally. That was JJ Tan. You're listening to Foodie Canteen. When we come back, JJ shares his prediction for the future of FMB, an omni-channel marketplace. He also gave some career advice for those looking to thrive in the workspace. This show is supported by Good Foodie Media. For foodie who wants to connect to the world through food, that's where you go. Find Penang Foodie, KL Foodie, Halal Foodie, Singapore Foodie, and Bangkok Foodie on Instagram. They curate the best spots to eat and drink in these cities. But from the report um, that we saw, a lot of Malaysians seem to lean towards more um, dishes like fast food and burger and pizza, but they're not really healthy. I mean, why do you think like local Malaysians dishes or healthy options are less popular on grab food? 
Yeah, so I think the you know the report uh, was those those categories you named were some of the top search categories. Yep. Um, so I think it means that consumers are really exploring those categories. Mm-hmm. Uh, but at the same time, you see very good uh, volumes for local cuisines. Right? I think maybe um, you know I think there's still the, like local cuisines are probably still majority, um, but people might explore kind of the, the Western fast food and other options a bit more. Um, so I think. There is a good balance in terms of what's being ordered, um, if, I'm, if I'm honest. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's, you know, we, we all love our staples, right? We yeah. all love our uh, nasi lemak, our mee goreng. So those are still, you know, a uh, very big part of, of what is being ordered. Uh, but you're right. I think, you know, the, the, the healthy part is still, you know, I would say still up and coming. It's still developing, uh, not necessarily like the biggest part of, of the second lead. And based on the report, uh, like you said, um, you guys found out that uh, we are looking at family meals or more healthy food. What tips or suggestions do you have to share with restaurant owners who are listening, or we call them merchants on GrabFood, that they can take away from this podcast and maybe um, curate their menu for the next year? Yeah, it's a great question. Um, and I think first point is, I think really about iteration. Right, um, you know, we, we are trying very hard to make the platform easy to use uh, and responsive. So, for example, if you, as a merchant, you know, you look at your menu and you think that, hey, um, I want to try out something new, you know, along these themes that, you know, seems to be in trend. I think what we are what we are hoping to be able to do is to give you that feedback loop, right? If you can very quickly edit your menu, update photos, etc. Uh, and also because on the merchant portal, you can actually see results by different skew lines, by different times of day, right? We're hoping that you'll be able to um, leverage kind of those immediate kind of data feedback to continuously improve the menu, right? So I think that's that's kind of one key point. Um, the second is, I think, more you know extending the range as well, right? So be it healthy options, be it... Uh, we've noticed, for example, that breakfast is also growing quite quickly, but breakfast peaks between 9 to 10 a.m. So sometimes, you know, you, you might want to do some uh, breakfast menus, but, you know, if you're not there before 9 a.m., you will miss the peak hour for breakfast. Um, so there are, that's another data point that, you know, I, I hope merchants uh, can factor into, into kind of designing the menus. Uh, but third really is, you know, we, we constantly... Um, you know, share tips around uh, how do you, you know, improve, you know, menu descriptions, uh, you know, how do you think about different promotions, for example. All these are kind of communications that we will share periodically with our merchants. Uh, so I'd say on top of the trend report, look out for, you know, tips and pointers from us. Uh, you know, it will come in through your app, it will go in through your uh, registered email with us. Uh, you know, because we want to build this kind of very successful partnership with our merchant partners. Yeah. And what are some of the tools Grab um, has introduced to help merchants improve their online business? So the, the newest one is actually um, Grab Online Shop. So Grab Online Shop is a service that we now provide to uh, Grab Food Merchants where, um, you know, for no charge, you can get a URL from us for a working website that wow. you know will, 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 will tailor to your branding, your color. Mm-hmm. But what we'll do is actually it's a it's a mirror of your grab food uh, menu, 
And with that URL, for example, you can you can get another channel to get sales online. Um, and you know we're we're off we're, we have different commercials for that because you know, at the end of the day, merchants are doing their own marketing, right? For for that channel. Uh, so we're seeing very good take up uh, in terms of merchants who are interested in getting this uh, new channel for their uh, online sales. So I think that's that's one. The other one is you know we talked about the merchant portal uh, and also our in-app portals quite a bit already. But you know we're you know we're continuously working on improving the merchant portal to provide more access to live data, more insight. Uh, more tools that you can use to kind of create bundles, et cetera. Um, so I think a lot of our efforts and, and innovation will come through kind of the portal and the merchant app. Um, so I think those are kind of the two key recent tools that I think uh, have been launched. So here's a personal question. Um, I think right now as consumers, we are more aware of what we buy, what we use. So as consumers become more, I would say, environmentally conscious, what is Grab doing about this matter? It's, it's a good point, right? And I think, uh, you know, that's a topic that um, strikes a chord with a lot of us at Grab as well. Um, you know, I think a couple of years ago, we rolled out this cutlery toggle, right? You toggle if you want or don't want cutlery. Yeah, uh, and I would say that actually, the majority of orders now actually do not want cutlery, mm-hmm. right? So I think in the process we've really saved a lot of single-use plastics, um, and also we've also partnered with uh, some providers who are looking to offer affordable, uh, in environmentally friendly packaging for merchants, right? So um, that those kind of efforts we will continue. Um, but, you know, I think in the food trend report as well, we, we saw that I think it was about six in 10 as well, six in 10 Malaysians uh, do care, as, you know, tell us that they care about, you know, having eco-friendly packaging, for example. Um, so I think, it, you know, we, we will over time try and work with our merchants to kind of increase that as well in terms of the, the prevalence of eco-friendly packaging. Um, I'm sure a lot of people are curious to know what's the work culture like in Grab? Like, how do teams stay competitive and be on top of their game all the time? Yeah, it's um, you know I think we're, we're I'm very fortunate to to work with a lot of very amazing colleagues um, who you know I think if you can see the screen around me, at Grab we believe, our, our values are kind of summarized by these what we call four H's. Um, they are hunger, humility. Uh, honor and and heart. Yeah, heart. <laughs> yes. Um, and and so kind of you know the the culture is really driven mm-hmm. uh, by these things, right? We try and be agile. Yeah. We we try and make sure that we're constantly innovating, right? And that's where the hunger comes in. Uh, but at the same time, we're, you know, I think it's important that we uh, we're all very humble, to be honest. Yeah. Uh, you know, we don't take for granted that you know we play a part in a very complex ecosystem, mm-hmm. uh, many different stakeholders. So, you know, always trying to achieve the right balance is a real challenge. Uh, and so we, you know, we, are, we try and take every decision we make very carefully considering all the factors. Um, and I think that's, that's where a lot of the heart comes in as well. At the end of the day, you know, our mission is to kind of empower more micro entrepreneurs, be it delivery partners, be it merchants, be it consumers, but, you know, that, that really drives us 
I want to jump back a little bit because we were talking about eco-friendly products. Um, maybe this is the future of FMB, but in your personal view, what do you think the F future of FMB is going to look like? I think one data point that stands out from the report is that 87% of uh, our user survey indicate that they would likely continue to order uh, using food delivery in the future. Um, so, you know, I think we, that points to, a, I think, a, a future where it's quite omni-channel driven in the sense that you will have, you know, dine-in um, delivery as well as, you know, order ahead, self-pickup. Uh, all these will coexist. And I think the other data point that's very interesting as well is that, you know, we've discussed this already, uh, you know, consumers, you know, want healthy options. For example, and I think that's that's still something that's emerging. Uh, I, I personally believe that will become increasingly important over time. Um, and I think the third one is that, you know, I think what platforms like ours have done is that we've made discovery of you know, new and different uh, food options more convenient for consumers, right? Uh, whereas in the past, consumers you know might have had to walk past a, sh a shop to to discover a new option. But I think with, with platforms like ours, that discovery of kind of new variety, uh, new merchants becomes a lot easier. Uh, so I think that will continue to, to be a, a part uh, of the F&B industry going forward. Finally, what advice would you give to our listeners who's looking to work and thrive in the corporate environment? You know, I, I think um, at Grab, we are, you know, we try to stay true to the four H's we described earlier. Um, so there's, you know, in terms of hierarchy, we're still very flat, very hungry. Um, and, you know, we, everything, it's a lot about teamwork as well. So I think anyone looking to kind of thrive in any kind of work environment, um, you know, those kind of principles around being uh, humble, being hungry, um, and, you know, have heart so that you, you believe in the mission of something you're doing i think all of that you know will, will continue to be very important you have just listened to jj's story on foodie canteen this show is produced by me your host castle lim and written by sulin chang foodie canteen podcast is made possible by the excellent team at good foodie media Check us out on Instagram and Facebook at Foodie Canteen for more. Follow us for brand new episodes every Friday. Thank you for listening. Mm -hmm.